On this episode of Before You Were Jaded, we watch Dustin Rhodes channel his inner Ric Flair and get some major color at Double or Nothing 2019. Hi, I'm Will. I'm Taylor. And we're fulfilling the promise from last week. We're watching Double or Nothing 2019 this week, but you know what, Taylor? There is so much fucking shit to talk about before we even get into Double or Nothing, because so much has happened even since yesterday when we recorded Why'd You Bring That Up? So if you were listening to this, we have just learned so much stuff in 24 hours. First and foremost, Taylor... Matt Riddle blocked us on Twitter. Well, let's be clear. He blocked you. He didn't block me. Well, he didn't I've never said mean things about him. You consistently keep digging into the dirt on him. To be fair, <laughs> he didn't block me on Twitter. He blocked our Twitter. So he blocked you on Twitter. So you're saying I'm blocked, blocked by association. I'm pissed. I'm bl- blocked by, by proxy, you are blocked by Matt Riddle. Fuck. Oh, I just wanted to become RK Bros with him. Now I can't. Dude, and you know it. what? You were really getting impressed by him. Here's the funniest thing is there was once upon a time where I did enjoy Matt Riddle, but obviously for, you know, whatever reason you want to choose now, I do not like Matt Riddle, so I almost take this as like a personal accomplishment. Oh, shit. But also, Buff Bagwell, man. Man, poor poor Buff, man. That's That's rough. That is not the stuff. And from what I understand, it was like, it was bad. Man, he, bro. There was like multiple hit or runs. So I'm just sitting here in my head thinking, well, I'm thinking a lot of things. First and foremost, back to the Matt Riddle thing real quick. I'm just sitting here thinking like Matt Riddle's on his phone, right? Sitting there and he sees us say something. And like, I don't, I want to know what was the nail in the coffin. Right? I imagine that it's like a slew of nails. Like every week you tweet at him and at him. It's just and you're getting like, worse. You're just like, like, fuck Matt Riddle, piece of shit. Going over again, asshole, tag, Matt Riddle. And he's like, eh, you know. Eh, not so bad. The next week you're like, nice sexual allegations, Matt, tag. And, and he's just like, eh, no, I'm good. And you're like, hey, stupid hair, Matt. And he's like, enough, enough. He's like, that really hurt, man. You know what? Fuck these guys, blocked. <laughs> well, I guess he's not going to listen to the podcast now, you fucking asshole. You know what? I'll, 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 I can live with that one, Taylor. But yeah, getting back to uh, whatever the fuck we were talking Man, about. Man, rough Bagwell. Uh, yeah, dude, multiple hit and runs. So I'm thinking, like, how does that work? Did he just hit multiple cars and, like, drive off in the slew of one event? Or was it, like, he got in a hit and run, and then it was caught on camera? One's and, like, not enough, Bagwell? <laughs> like, how do you keep, like, is this Grand Theft Auto to you, man? What are you doing, buff? But in all seriousness, That's I not the stuff, man. I, I already made that joke, but nice try. I really <laughs> hope, Buff, that you're okay and that you get the attention and love and support that you need. I hope this is a bluff bag, Will. <laughs> God damn. Did you, like, sit in your no, room? No, this is all and, off the head. This I'm, is I'm all dumb piece. I'm very proud of you guys. <laughs> I didn't do any of this. 
And then, Except for the rough one, the first one. I made that joke earlier. It was just an ad. <laughs> you were like, hey, yeah, we're going to talk about buff. And you're like, all right, cool. Rough Bagwell. Start hitting the pen to paper. And what rhymes with some... buff? What rhymes with buff? That's tough. Well, if he comes back, it'll be tough, Bagwell, man. <laughs> Fuck. Adnan. Man, here's the thing. They want people to instantly be perfect like Pat McAfee. Like, they want everybody to just instantly hit the ground at a full speed run. And it's just like, listen, man, he's done baseball for 15 years. Like, you want him to just run into fucking WWE full sprint and know exactly what he's doing? He was trying to make words that were fun, and people just shat on him. He's like, three men in the boat! They're just like, lame! Boo! The IWC just crucified him week after week after week. Poor Adnan. Listen, well, Adnan. If you want to, if you want to hug Adnan, I'm here for you, bro. I got your back. I think that all these people are fucks, and let me tell him. So let me ask: Do you think he's the first ballot Hall of Famer? <laughs> yeah, of course, bro. Because he's in the ballot now. He's going for gold, man. Him and Bull knock him off. Knock. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Good going. Yeah, totally bro. It's not happening. I'm just gonna say Bull. You know who I'm talking about. Uh, did didn't, uh, didn't she like one of your tweets, though? She did. So Yeah, you guys are instantly best friends. Right? I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Not like you and Jimmy Wang Yang. Man, See, you know what? I, I saw Wang my... I saw Wang post something this week, and I thought about saying something nice on it, and I was like, maybe he'll remember me, and he'll come me to suck his wang again. So. <laughs> See, you know, I had to piss someone off just like you pissed someone off. He didn't you. block me, though. <laughs> I did when damage control. I did damage control. That's why he didn't block me. I spent hours apologizing. <laughs> you went and apologized to every person who interacted. Yeah, was, everybody that interacted with me. I was like, "Look, motherfucker, quit saying I disrespected the OG redneck." You're like, "Look, at this is Exhibit A. I love Jimmy Wang." Okay, so we also got to talk about someone I love because I, I was thinking about it post mortem, and I think I went a little too hard on David Arquette. And why did you bring that up? Post mortem? He's not dead. Well, no. After we did the episode, is that? I thought that meant after someone's dead. You know what? I'm going to use it in the way I did. And if you have a problem with that, you can suck it. I got two words. Okay, so you and Wang are both telling me to suck it. (laughs) Yeah, dude. You just got to keep it rolling. But anyway, so I feel like I dug in a little too hard on David Arquette. I just want to remind you, David Arquette, that I love you. And you know what? Live your best life. Be cocky about the World Heavyweight Championship now. Do you, man? I'm sorry. uh, Beep. Beep. What? Beep. You know what that sound is? What? You backing it up. Backing no, up man. what you said, taking your take, and just putting it in reverse. No, because I'm not going to change what I said about Nick Gage. <laughs> Damn, all right. I guess he's not going to listen to the podcast either. You're just making a list tonight, like well, Jericho I or think something. Is, if I remember correctly, so let's go a little background story about why did you bring that up. I got off of work early and slept for fucking six, seven hours. Taylor showed up while I was asleep, hung out in my office for like 15 minutes doing God knows what. And then I put my balls on everything. Makes sense. And then so I, I mark my territory like a fucking dog. I wake up, my hair is a fucking mess. I sit down, do the podcast, and then I fucking go back to bed because I am now currently on day many consecutively. I think like day sixteen. Or we all 17. know. We know your grind. It's yeah. okay. So you know, I'm just I'm doing the works. You're and grinding I just, like Tony Hawk out here. I needed to sleep, but so if I did not express this. Yeah, I have sympathy for him, but dude, I do not fuck with deathmatch wrestling. It just well, you don't drink Fago either, so that's not surprising. Dude, I just don't want to watch people die. There's like I like to, I like to watch violent wrestling. I don't like to watch wrestling where you could see 
like a major headline like oh this person died you know what i mean like yeah. nobody wants to go find tapes of the owen hart thing you know what I how mean? how many times has that happened six or seven though total you know what i mean that we can on major of promotion ideas you know what i mean like major promotions i mean that's kind of i guess you're right he's not in a major promotion good point all right fair enough so, i'll go ahead and do the beep 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 on myself on that one <laughs> take that take and put it back in my pocket all right, so let's talk to these people about 2019's Double or Nothing. Here's the thing. It was AEW's first pay-per-view, and their first in, that in general. So this was very monumental, and it's very hard to watch still to this fucking day. I'm sorry. I really like AEW, but I'm not paying 50 bucks to rewatch this. So this we, was enjoyable. Oh, oh, I, I agree 100%. But what I'm saying is we had to get creative with it. But we were able to watch the entire thing. So wait a minute. You just told everybody that we we figured out secret back alleyways to watch the pay-per-view instead of paying for it. No. People are going to think we're cheap. Bought the DVD. <laughs> Fair enough. You got a good point. All right. We had to wait two weeks for the DVD, and then uh, Will made a bunch of copies of it, and we sold it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so we're just going to go through a couple different things. But one of the like best part about it is, one of the most important matches is free, the Casino Battle Royal. And it was interesting, man, because it is ultimately a Battle Royal, but it has its own flair, and you know they're now coming on their third one for 2021's Double or Nothing. So I'm very intrigued to see how that goes, because <laughs> I definitely think it could have improvements. I thought it was weird that there was like no ah, entrance music whatsoever. Something that you probably don't know the answer to, but I'm going to go ahead and ask anyway. Were all these dudes in AEW, or were these dudes all a lot of them like contracted workers? And what what I mean by that is like Tommy Dreamer, AC Romero, the dudes that all ended up in Impact later. Well, so I know exactly what you mean. Like you have your Billy Guns, you have fucking Glacier. Glacier. I wonder if Glacier had a contract or if it was a one off. Yeah. So and that's the thing. Uh, when AEW first started up, it, you know, it was a startup, and obviously they were building their roster and everything. But to really get as much attention as possible on their product, they were, you know, taking people from other promotions. So, you know, you had AC Romero, you had your Tommy Dreamers, um, even fucking, uh, what's his name? Crap, why I just had him at Nick Aldis. Like Who's, Nick. Where is Jimmy Havoc at? That dude is a stud. Jimmy Havoc is a victim of the Speaking Out movement. Really? Well, not a victim. It's the exact opposite of a victim. Uh, no sympathy for him. Oh, he did some sh dirty shit? That yep. makes sense. Yep, so... Dirty character, dirty shit. All right. Dunzo. That sucks, because he was cold-blooded in this. Hi. I know that you're looking through rose-colored lens lenses, but I'm not. I didn't know that about him. So when I was watching the match, I was looking at everybody like everybody. You know what I mean? I thought the stapler gimmick was like... That's not what in entertained me, though. Like, he had some really interesting spots throughout this match, and I think the biting thing is an interesting add-on that people don't do a lot. The finger biting and stuff, you know what I mean? He just looks like a dude who listened to AFI and just never stopped listening to AFI, and he's like, I can get a job. He's a small, shitty Sammy Callahan. <laughs> That's a pretty good fucking way to put it. But how do you feel about how this match is set up where, you know, they draw a card it's and cool. five different um, people come out of the The thing top. is with this match and matches like this is there always seems to be these lulls where there's a lot of people laying around. And there were several moments in this where I know you want to focus on two people and make the idea of the storyline pop. And what you have to do is you have to put MJF and 
Hangman Page together fighting each other one on one, or you know what I mean, or it's th- those kind of things. When you get the marquee guys fighting, you got to give let the marquee guys fight. But it's weird to see all everybody just laying around, just hanging out. You know what I mean? Like it's a fucking f- sorority house or something. I don't know. Yeah, no, and it's it takes you out of it because you're like, what what are you doing? Why isn't everyone just trying to throw? Like when I see about a battle royal, I when you see people not trying to constantly throw people out, you're like, what the hell? Like I'd be trying to go to fucking work if I were you, but like clearly you don't want to win the fucking match. Also, why the fuck didn't Glacier do that last week on that World of War thing with the spray? Why doesn't he do that every time? We were just shit talking him last week about that. We were like, okay, so he's Scorpio or he's Sub Zero with no Sub Zero moves, and now he has Sub Zero moves now. Where did he get him at? Dude, he picked him up in the fucking 10, 15 years WCW's been defunct. Like, he's been practicing. He's, You know what? He was so inspired by all the new Mortal Kombat games that came out. I was going to say the new Mortal Kombat movie, but then I realized, wait, this is 2019. <laughs> well, they probably had one come out right before this. They put one out every two years. It was a cartoon, but it was dope. You know what? So he learned from the best, a.k.a. the cartoons. So go, go you, Glacier. I'm very proud. And just keep working for us. Uh, the people you expect to be good in this match are good. I think uh, I don't know much about the early days of AEW, so pro- provided I sound like a jackass, forgive me. Uh, Sunny Kiss got a push in the early days. Oh, a minor push. I like like him a lot. Sunny, yeah, Sunny Kiss is very entertaining. I won't ever. How do I put this? How Sunny Kiss is booked, I just see them in the mid card. Yeah, but it's the same thing. It's a novelty. It's kind of like Orange Cassidy, if you well, think about it. Here's the thing. I really did like how Orange Cassidy was presented in this match. Because you know I've said it before. Like I just uh, would punch him as soon as he pulled that shit. And that's what Tommy Dreamer did. He just decked him in the face. And then literally just yeeted him out of the ring. And then he just didn't care. <laughs> yeah, so you, the announcers were like, his demeanor hasn't changed at all. <laughs> <laughs> You're no that kidding. spot with Tommy Dreamer and Sunny Kiss is one of the funniest things to me, though. Like that's such a funny move. <laughs> it really is. It's such a funny move. It reminds me of like Rikishi or something. Uh-huh. It's a Rikishi style move. So before we just move on with this, I do want to point out too. I every time I see Michael Nakazawa, I'm like, where do I recognize him from? Because I've been watching AEW since back then, but I don't remember him. Right, and this is probably why because of him oiling himself. <laughs> Like, I think I just subliminally blocked him out because I just... It's hilarious. I don't know why people don't want to talk about funny shit in wrestling. That's such a funny, funny character idea. Michael, and did you see the, like, weird interaction he had with the Young Bucks right before the pay-per-view started? I just... (laughs) So many questions, not many answers, and I'll I'll keep moving with it, but still. Wow. Just Wow. What are you doing, Michael Nakazawa? So there was a lot of interesting stuff in this that I don't think we've covered yet, and I want to try and make sure that we don't miss anything. Hit me. Uh, I was impressed by Janela, of course. He's so good. Uh, the cigarette. How did he get the cigarette to stay on his face for like thirty seconds? It was like five minutes. <laughs> like five minutes, he's walking around with a cigarette stuck to his head. I don't know how he did it. Does he have like adhesive on his head? Who knows, man? It's the bad boy right there. I thought it was interesting that Penelope Ford was with him back then, too. Because, obviously, you know, yeah. she's associated with Kit because they got married, I think. If that's, I don't know if Mr. that's Mr. Steal Your Girl. Yeah, Mr. St- that's what he did, man. I think that actually was an angle in early AEW, now that I think about really? it. I could be wrong. 
it's been at least two years. So I need uh, more big boys in wrestling. This had a couple of prominent big boys. We got AC Ramiro, which you obviously know I have a lot of love for. But uh, Sunny Days, man. I like that, bro. Look at that yellow ass face paint, yellow ass pants. That's a big boy, bro. He was a, a character for sure. You know what? I really appreciated this. Super blonde ass Brian Pillman Jr. He didn't get any love though. They threw him out almost immediately. He had no respect. And did you see the non pop pop that Sean Spears got? But the star of the show, other than you know MJF, it was Sunny Days. No. He's returning to Southern Honor Wrestling, SHW, man. Don't talk about it like you know that <laughs> fucking place. It is, bro. It's the best wrestling promotions, SHW. <laughs> Adam Page, though. How do you feel about it? He's the man. But we are. the thing is, like I said, everybody that impresses in this are people that impress and are still around and have all gotten pushes. That's the best part about this is you're seeing the people that deserve the push getting the push. Everybody we just talked about, Cassidy. Impressive for because he's fun. What is he doing now? He got a huge push. MJF, huge push. You know, everybody in this. MJF was considered to probably be a well, mid-carder. Where's Glacier's huge push? He don't need a fucking huge push. Billy Gunn, still around. Jungle Boy, huge push. Luchasaurus, huge push. Brian Pillman Jr. Brian Pillman Jr., of, uh, huge push. Dynamite. Exactly. Everybody of, of worth in this got a push. Joey Janela, push. Sean Spears, push. Sunny Jays. Returning to SHW, brother. <laughs> Southern Honor Wrestling. <laughs> you can't hate it, bro. I think that that's one thing you can hang your hat on is they know when people are talented and they know when people look good. And when they do, they push them. And that's something that you can hang your hat on because WWE has an issue with that. Uh, what? Who, who would have said that? Who would have guessed? They always push the wrong people. Always. <laughs> Tamina. <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa! I agree with you. <laughs> but this was a cool match, and uh, this was AW's first match, and it set up because Adam Page would go on to face Chris Jericho for the first ever AW Championship. We got a lot to say about Chris Jericho in this man. He pulled I, his dick out on this pay per view, bro. He did, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Stick around to the end. Uh, so. If I remember correctly, you did not watch Kip Sabian and Sammy Guevara, I did not. Did I've had enough of Sammy Guevara lately. I'm not interested. I didn't honestly realize it was part of the pay-per-view and the large, large DVD set you gave me. So I was DVD feeling set. through the DVDs, all the random bootlegs you gave me of all the matches. I had five different DVDs I had to pop in the DVD player. God they damn. all had different d matches on them. You're like, hey, watch this one first, watch this one second. Somehow along the way, I lost the Kip Sabian-Sammy Guevara match. To be honest, why don't you just tell me about it? I don't think I missed that much. I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. You're a known Sammy Guevara hater, though. He, he doesn't do it for me. The people you hate, you hate. I just, he just doesn't <laughs> do it for me, man. All right, so tell and me about this match. What'd you enjoy? What'd you not enjoy? I didn't enjoy it. I did you didn't not. enjoy a piece of it. There was no part you were like, wow, Kip Sabian, really good job. Kip Sabian impressed me more than I expected going into it. Because I'm not a big fan of he, him either. So this is like, here's the problem with this card. Because they had a thinner roster, they were really, really focusing on their homegrown talent. A.K.A. these two. Like, their younger guys. And, like, really hoping that they'd put it on their back. And they had an alright match. It's a beginning pay-per-view match, though. You can't expect, like... I mean, it oh, should yeah, be yeah. an opening match should be enough to draw your attention. But I feel like Guevara's got a fan base. Oh, he does now. People fucking love him. And now that he's a face, he's probably going to get a big, big push. But 
I'm not a fan. I don't dislike him. Let's put it that way. I'm not a huge fan. He's not my favorite wrestler on AEW's roster. But I don't have an issue with him here so, as much as I should probably. My my distaste for him isn't like my distaste for Matt Riddle. It's just like I said, he doesn't do it for me. That's the thing. It's not like I absolutely hate. What is it? You know, mic work or is it ring work? What makes you more mad about him? I th- I think it's more so his like ring or mic work in general. It's just nothing he says comes off genuine, and I think just his personality in general, or at least the personality he's portraying, doesn't work. It's it's just annoying but not in a good way and annoying you're probably saying like annoying is not a good thing if you're a heel which he was a heel for a good chunk annoying can be really fucking good but mjf like, is a perfect example exactly but so he wasn't annoying in the kicking fact the dude without legs <laughs> oh yeah we didn't even talk about all the people that he beat up that were disabled in this there was well, that's a different match, but I know. But we forgot to talk about MJF kicking a dude with no legs. <laughs> what What do you expect from MJF? You know, but so getting back to the whole annoying thing, he's yeah, he's just annoying, and it's not good, or at least in my opinion, not to shit on Sammy Guevara, but I guess it kind of shitted on Sammy Guevara. But at least you know his outfit was complete. Kip Sabian lost one of his leather jacket sleeves, really, and I felt really bad for him. That's kind of a dope look, though. A one-sleeved a one-sleeved angel. Is that what you're going to call it? Yeah, Should I a... get you one for Christmas? <laughs> it's a one-sleeved angel. All right, so I'm going to get you a one-sleeved angel, and just know that Kip did win, though, despite Good. missing that. Good so job, Kip. He got a... <laughs> I'm sure he's going to listen to this podcast and be like, thanks, brother. Cool. You know, Matt may hate you, but you got one in my book. Best friends forever. High five. Speaking uh, of best friends... You're uh, a little bit. I'm trying to short. move past this match as fast as possible. I can tell. Let me just get you the don't bus even and want to talk about start the car, car up. Well, dude, you're gonna miss then the whole little introduction. Well, wait, did you miss that too? Where everyone came out and like Kenny Omega, Brandy, fucking Cody, Young Bucks came out and introduced. I don't know. I saw that either. Why don't you tell me about it? I must have missed a lot of this. What kind of DVDs were you fucking burning me? <laughs> you didn't give me half this fucking pay-per-view. Well, so Noelle Foley was showing up. Oh, shit. Nick's daughter? <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Did you hear uh, that she's got a very rare like disease where basically noise ruins her life now? Oh, is it the ear thing where it's like if it's loud noise, it's like your ears start ringing really loud? Yeah, or something to that extent. I have an uncle that has that. I'm not I'm like I'm not trying to make a joke out of it all. It's like super serious. But I'm they like, have medicine for it now. They're starting to create medicine for it to fix it. Did you know that? No, I did not. Because he uh he went to the see the who with my dad like mm-hmm. six last year, I guess, and he had to wear like uh, noise canceling headphones. About ten minutes in, he put noise canceling headphones on and just played on his phone. He couldn't deal with it. But he was able to at least be there. Yeah, that? but it's just like you had—he basically put a headphones on so he couldn't hear anything. After like 15 minutes, it was just too much for him. Okay. So well, I mean, it's a sucky disease. You know who else has that? Um, Huey Lewis. Really? You know who Huey Lewis is? And it is. Okay. Wow. Will, look at you digging in your roots. Yeah. Come on. Get out of here. But anyway, so yeah, like like I said, not trying to make fun of it or anything, but I had read it the other day because she had came out and she was like, "Hey, basically, this is." kind of ruining my life and that sucks man yeah i think they're uh working on uh, i don't know how experimental it is but i think they're working on like medicine to help control it all right cool that's awesome so, so. hopefully 
maybe this is just a small setback. Yeah, for sure. For I mean, it would be I- ideal that we could fix some things that we need to fix in this world instead of just everything just falling apart. Wouldn't so. that be a beautiful thing? Right. Uh, but yeah, so I, when I saw it, I was like, hey, is that Noel Foley? It is. It, it was. So, Baby yeah, Foley. Let's get to the best friends. Because you want to just speed past that match. Yeah, let's get out, get it over with. So now so, that we're uh, here. I don't want to talk about Trent today. We will. But I want to talk about Angelica. Say his name Angelico. right. Angelico. I said his name wrong, but you say it right. Say it with the accent. Angelico? They don't say Angelico. They say Angelico. Yeah, you know I can't do that. <laughs> I just want to talk about Jack Evans and his tall T days. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Does anybody a, remember it? Am I the only one that remembers it? I do because of uh, Wrestling Society X. Let's fucking go. He should wear a tall tee all the time. <laughs> he looks like uh, basically a great value eight mile. I love that. I love that for him. Now, this. let me say, though, they were in Verde Fago. Well, here's the thing. Both tag teams were in matching gear. You couldn't tell the difference between either fucking tag team. But they were badass in the in the green fire. Did you see what I did? I just changed the I I did uh, Verde Fuego. Verde. That's Fuego. what I'm calling their tag team because they come out in green fire suits. Okay, I look at you with a very minor knowledge of Spanish. I looked up what green was before it came over. <laughs> look at you with limited to <laughs> no knowledge on Spanish. Let me tell you a secret. So in high school, we were supposed to take a foreign language. And I you did fucking not. didn't. I did not. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, this whole time I thought you were gonna come at me saying, Oh yeah, I learned German. No, I um I tried really, really hard to uh make it through high school at all. And I could barely speak English. So I thought you were a spelling bee winner. I was in second grade, but they were that was fourth grade words, by the way. Oh well could you so. And I wasn't, I was in second place. Some bitch ass kid beat me and then I kicked him down the stairs after and took his trophy. So you basically uh treated him exactly how Darby Allen got treated by our boy Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Damn. Bringing him back. Bringing him back. That's two years in the future right now. We're in the past right now. You can't just time hop. What is this? Time splitters? Darby Allen was actually not in this. He wasn't. Was he not in AEW yet? I think he was, but or was about to be announced. I could be wrong, but he he is a day one for AEW, that's for sure. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, this was a cool little match. They it was a spot fest. That's what you would expect, though. And it's weird because you don't get to see that much of best friends. Like they've been with AEW since day one, obviously. And Trent Trent somehow added an exclamation or a question mark to his name. I don't know what's going on. He was just uh-huh. Trent Beretta back then. <laughs> So I don't know why I don't know if it happened like maybe like JR forgot his name and he was like talked to the other announcer guys. He's like, Who's this? Trent? Here's my thing. Are we ever gonna see the best friends wrestle? Or are they just gonna chill around the entire time? They wrestle. Where? Trent's out there doing his damn thing. On dark? Yeah. No, he was on uh uh Dynamite the other day. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> Trent's doing his thing. That I- question mark solidified him. It's like a blue check on Twitter. <laughs> you know, he's verified, man. He's verified, but Instead of being verified, we're questioning his identity constantly. Trent? You love that, don't you? <laughs> but so, yeah, this is just a crazy... This is just Jack Evans. Jack Evans' show. That's the only reason why you care. <laughs> I don't care about this match at all, aside from Jack Evans is running the fucking game. They should put Jack Evans as the head of a company. Well, why don't they put Jack Evans as They should that? have Jack Evans stomp Jack Swagger every week. Do you really believe in that? Yes. Fuck Jack Swagger. Damn, that's that's bold of you. What's his name now? Jack Hager? Jake yeah, Hager? Man. I mean, is it Jake or Jack? The thing is, is Jack Evans is like kind of a 
dark elevation guy too. Is he? You never see. I never see him. I've either. never seen him on the regular roster. Does he? That's even, bullshit. Here's the thing. Does he even wrestle for AEW? Anymore? I'd like to understand. Do you look it up real quick? You could yeah. look it up. I was gonna be say, really, really fast though, because I don't want there to be a lull in programming, and they'll be all weird about it. Oh, you don't want a lull in programming? I don't I want a lull in programming. I want it to be right to the fucking Damn, money. Damn, dude, he is 39 years old. I mean, you can see that in his face. He's got a fucking real old face. When was Wrestling Society X? 2007? Oh, so here's the thing. Uh, yeah, it definitely still fucking wrestles for AEW. On uh, November 26th last year, he challenged Kenny Omega for the AAA Mega Championship unsuccessfully on Dark. That sucks. He should have won. But I guess yeah. He should be the he should be the one with all the belts, not Kenny Omega. Oh my god. <laughs> are is are you now starting a giant uh push for him? Yeah, I'm gonna get a grassroots group together and we're gonna push for Jack Evans. Brian, he was trained by Brian Alvarez. He's a yeah, UFC fighter, right? Brian Alvarez? Uh yeah. I think maybe And the Hearts. Brian Alvarez? Uh, well he works with David Meltzer. David sure. Meltzer. <laughs> Hit him with the David, not Dave. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you know, I gotta be serious with him. Was he in UFC? I thought he was. Maybe I was thinking of somebody else. Yeah, you definitely were. Well, fuck my balls. Wait, no. He did stuff with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Maybe you were That's right. not UFC. Who, how, I failed you. I was wrong. I was wrong. I'll just go ahead and take it on the chin. Failed me. Yeah. Kind of like the You're young. leading me down a line. Like, I trusted you, man. I don't know anything, bro. There is an Alvarez, but I'm pretty sure it's not him. <laughs> One of his accomplishments is trading him. <laughs> you know what's even funnier? He's only six years older than him. Makes sense. It's like his, uh, uh, y- you and your brother wrestling together, and he's like, yeah, we'll train me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> he's like, you know, I'm going to train you. And he's like, dude. That's like Nick Jackson saying, looking at Matt and being like, Matt trained me. <laughs> exactly. Like he's a he's a senior in high school and the guy's a freshman. He's like, Yeah, this senior in high school is training me. I was trained by Brian Alvarez right before he graduated. <laughs> My first freshman year. Let's take a break. All right, we're back from break, and I have great news. While we're on break, me and Taylor tried out my Dark Order mask, and it definitely fucking fits. But my hair was in the way, and it was a horrible time, and my beard always pops out of wrestling masks. Let me clarify. He tried on the Dark Order mask, because I don't feel like our faces should be, like, in the same face region. I mean, I can respect that. I don't want my face to touch your face. No offense. With that being said, though, I got my first pro wrestling crate today, and if you don't subscribe to that... You should do that. It's fucking cool. I, even you, Taylor. But I thing. know you're not going to. Not everybody can just poop out dollar bills. I don't poop out dollar bills. I can't afford these big expensive prices that the wrestling crate charges. 35 bucks a month? Too much, bro. Too much. You know what I could get for 35 bucks? What? I could get like seven McDonald's meals. Or you could not eat McDonald's and do yourself a favor. You had a spider on your shoulder. I'm sorry. Did I really have a Yeah, I killed it. What? A spider? It was very small. Either I killed it or it went back into your beard. Okay, so many things to process. I don't think there was really a spider. (laughs) I swear to God, there was a little bitty spider on you. (laughs) I smacked him, but I don't know where he went. I think when I smacked him, he he was like, oh shit, and jumped back into your beard. Well, now my shoulder's broken, so thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, it's... Hey, dude, I can understand if you'd rather eat McDonald's than just enjoy a little, you know, treat yourself every month. 
but I'm going to enjoy the treat yourself every month. But if you don't have $35 to buy a pro wrestling crate, you could always spend a one-time investment of $20 on pro wrestling tees and buy a Jader Hassan thinking, shirt. I was thinking, man, I could probably like suck off like three dudes. A <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could indeed do that. but $20 a pop? Say if I could get an extra five McDonald's meals and then also get a pro wrestling crate. <laughs> now that you're thinking, I think you might be on the verge of entrepreneurship. I'm about to start an OnlyFans. An OnlyDans. Oh, no. OnlyDans can subscribe to this. <laughs> Only if your name's Dan. You're fine. My boss's name is Dan. That's weird. I hope he doesn't listen to our podcast. He's going to be your first to... <laughs> subscriber, dude. hope he doesn't subscribe to my OnlyDans. Shout out to Dan's from 7up. <laughs> We're here for you, Dan. How many Dans are there in pro wrestling that can subscribe to my only Dans? At least two. Name them. Dan and Dan. I don't know any Dans. I don't think there are Dans that wrestle. Dan Ackerwork. Dan Severn. Ooh, there there's an old school boy for you. Bow! Right in the kisser. No, no. I feel like there's 132 different Dans. Oh, Daniel Bryan. Dan Housen. Hey, there we go. Dan Bryan. <laughs> sure let's go with that dan Bryan. that's what he went by now wait is there another dan I'm god i can't think of any other dan's dan I think marino that's, all, that's not a wrestler he was a collegiate if i wrestler. type in into google wrestling dan's <laughs> wrestling dan's do you think well, while you up? do that let me try to think of something relevant oh yeah raw that shit's horrible dude I keep on trying to watch it every single week, but I just can't get to it anymore. I just have to, you know, stick to Twitter for the updates, but I am watching it. I'm just falling asleep during it. It might be my ridiculous work schedule. It might be the ridiculously bad product. I'm not really sure. Do you have any insights or are you still looking for wrestling? Dance? I found one other Dan. Okay, tell me about the Dan one. Dan Rodimer. All right. He so. fought Eugene. They said he was going to be a huge star and then he sucked. <laughs> okay. Bust. B-U-S-T, bust, bust. <laughs> so, like, Monday Night Raw, or are you a giant fan of Monday Night Raw? Nah, it too? sucks big balls. I haven't watched it in weeks. Did you ever watch Raw? I spent about three or four weeks watching all wrestling promotions just to see what I would like. And then I realized that Raw is just a big foot. And what's, what's your favorite now? I'm a SmackDown guy. All right. I can respect that. SmackDown do be fucking. Yeah, I've, I've been a SmackDown guy. I've been running with NXT. I've been running with AEW a bit. AEW is probably second in my book right now. I do very much enjoy AEW. And before we get back into this pay-per-view, that is AEW. Let's talk a little bit of reason why we are talking about AEW 2019's Double or Nothing. Because I am going to 2021's Double or Nothing. Uh, we mentioned it last week on the podcast. So this is like kind of a last-minute thing. But, dude, I am stoked, especially since they've, like, tore up that card a little bit more. And I get to watch Sting wrestle. That'll be cool. Super and dope. Interesting. I feel like I've seen Sting live before, too, though. I feel like he was at an event I was at. I can't remember which one. But I feel like this isn't even a first time. Was he time at one. that WrestleMania you went to with John Michaels? Oh, no, 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 no. I thought he showed up with the NWO. I think I think he was at the episode of Monday Night Raw I was at. They didn't show up with NWO, all of them old? That wasn't that one? No. Where it was him and Nash and Scott Hall? That was literally just this. No, person. where they all showed up in NWO makeup. And Stings was running off his fucking face. That was later on. That was the outside one. Oh, that was like three or four years ago. Maybe even like five. Was or it six. not that long ago? It, God, that feels like years ago. Uh, yeah, wait, three or four. It's been longer than that. That was probably like seven or eight years. That ago. was the buckle bomb year. Yeah, 
So that was the buckle bottom it's year. It's been a hot, hot minute. That has been a long time. Shit. Um, I got them all mixed so up. Everything's Sting, starting to run together. We're going to wrestle, and then we get to watch Eddie Kingston and John Moxley take on the Young Bucks. Okay, so what I need to know is three stars that you're most excited about seeing, one star that you're least excited about seeing. So, really excited about seeing John Moxley again this year, because this will be the second time this year I've seen him fight, slash wrestle, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I'm also really, really excited. Crap, I lost my train of thought. John Moxley. Moxley, okay. I'm excited to see Sting. I am so excited to see Sting. It'll be cool. Um, I'm excited about the stampede, like the stadium stampede. I just don't know how it's going to work. I think I'm going to end up watching it on a big TV. I think that the most interesting part of this, bro, is you get to see you get to see the belt winner in person really? during his iconic run. Who Kenny Omega? Kenny Omega. You're gonna so it is going to be Omega really cool to see Kenny Omega wrestle, and you know he, like you said, he is on a big run right now. So that's going to be something. The big biggest run in wrestling. Do you think it's the biggest? Yes, run? yes. By I far. mean, this isn't the first. It's time. either him or Roman. There's nobody else even close. What do you mean? As far as runs right now, and people that are carrying the fucking wrestling industry, it's him or Roman. There's nobody else. They're leagues above everybody else. I, I can understand what you're talking saying, but like, I mean, this isn't the first time that you've had a belt collector gimmick. No, I know, but like, what I mean, like right now in the industry, if you're looking at the best guy in the industry, you can only look at two people. Everybody else is not on their level right now, and it's not to say that they aren't ever been on their level or haven't been on their. I level. don't think you're paying attention to New Japan and stuff then too. Osprey's hurt. Yeah, but as of a week ago. I mean, you kind of take him out, though, if he's going to be long-term hurt. And it looks like it is. But I'm, if I remember correctly, New Japan, they have Jay White. So you have... You're some... going to put Jay White against Kenny Omega and give Jay White that. I'm just saying... You're... I can understand the argument with Osprey, you're... but... Well, either or, you're saying, like, there's nobody that caliber. You have multiple people of that caliber. They may not be on the exact same level. But I mean everybody in their in their push when they're in their push is in a different zone. And right now Kenny Omega is in his biggest push. Yeah, no. Probably and, ever. Probably he'll ever get. Yeah, but you're saying he's like the greatest wrestler at this time, running right now. Not ever. There's not he's not ever been. You know what I mean? I'm not trying that's not what I mean. What I mean is right now at the landscape, right now. He's the best right now. Okay, I, I can respect what you're saying. It's kind of like when you look at the NFL, Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the NFL. It's not arguable. Mm -hmm. See, the the I think what's taking away from that match with Kenny Omega, though, for me, is that it's a triple threat with Orange Cassidy and Pac. Pac is fucking great. I'm really excited to see him wrestle. I have been watching him since NXT back in the day, you know, when he was Neville and stuff like that. I wonder so, if they're going to do the things that people do when they have a triple threat, which means that one guy is going to sit around. I think it's going to be Orange Cassidy. I don't... Here's the thing. If Orange Cassidy did really get hurt and I haven't been paying to... I don't know what it is. Like, the last week and a half, I've kind of been, like, out of it as far as, like, been working reading your, the news every day and stuff. To death. Yeah, so, like, I haven't been up to date with news like I have been. So I'm not sure if Orange Cassidy is legit hurt right now or not but if he's hurt and he does work that match i think he's going to work his same fucking match he does every time and basically he's going to be that third component and if he you know he's going to be the guy to come in have that big spot but Pac's probably going to take the loss which is so unfortunate 
I'm intrigued to see who pulls out of this Casino Battle Royal, though, because there are so many people that deserve it in list of people that are in it, and I'm excited to see who's going to pull. My guess is Cage. You think he's going to win? Cage or Hobbs. Those are my two favorites in the group. That's a... I fucking love Hobbs. He's not going to win, but I just really, really like him. If you want me to be honest with you, I think it's who... I think it might be whoever is the wild card. Or uh, what? what is it called? The Joker. Uh, the Joker, yeah. I think it's going to be whoever the Joker is. That or... Who, who else? I could see maybe I, Brian Pillman Jr., honestly. I want Christian to get a push here. I think he deserves it. I mean... Yeah, and he's be been cool. working his ass off, bro. Outwork everyone, baby. He is. <laughs> he is outworking everybody. Do you really think so, though? I love him. That Honestly, and I know this is a few weeks ago, but that Hobbs match with him was insane. Well, I was telling you, man. Like, nobody... Like, if someone... Was like underwhelmed by Christian coming to AEW. They have not seen the TNA shit. If they are exactly, they have it. They just have it. And he's so good, bro. And that's why I think he needs this. He deserves this because he's still able to do it right now. And I don't know how much longer that'll be the case. It's the same with, with in this pay per view we're watching. Jericho seems like he's pulling out all the stops to make sure that he gives you everything that he has. And that's what I feel like Christian Cage would do. Can I say something that might not uh, sit well with a lot of people? Say it. I think Christian is on a better run than Edge has been since Edge has been back in general. Well, Christian's also a lot more healthy than Edge. But he, and the, Edge shouldn't be wrestling. Let's be honest. Well, you're right and you're wrong to a degree. He, I, I can understand what you're saying and everything. Edge is a lot more injury prone too and everything. But Christian also wasn't cleared. You know what I mean? But it was able to come back after getting cleared. But the thing is... Edge has had one of the best matches of his career. That WrestleMania match with Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. But the thing is, you have to remember, Daniel Bryan, phenomenal talent. Roman Reigns is at his peak, or at least for now. Is that recency bias that people keep saying that's one of the best matches of his career? I didn't say one of the best matches like in general, but I'm saying it's when it when the days are over, you know what I mean? People will include that in that whole list because out of the entire body of work he's had since he's come back from that you know career-ending injury, that without question is his best match. I don't know if he'll go um, if that match will go in a top five match, and I think that match with uh, Rand- Randy Orton might go above it. Which one? And no, the long one. You're wrong. I Wait. love that match, bro. I loved it. I thought that that was a, a landmark for him. I think that match will mean more to him in the future than that Roman match does, especially for him, because that's the first match he was able to t- say to people, like, look, motherfucker, I can still do this. I can do a 30 fucking minute match. You know what I mean? Like the one where it was cinematic and they did 132 takes and everything like that. No, the one where they ran through the fucking gym. Yeah, the one where they did a bunch of takes and stuff like that. Who cares? It was still fucking fire. Why you gotta ruin it? That fucking just broke kayfabe, man. Listen to this motherfucker. He's out here calling it fake and shit, dude. I'm just saying the difference is... Edge, don't listen to him, bro. You're a boss. Fuck this guy. I was complimenting. You just said the one they took their 132 takes like he's some old bum. I'm just saying it's a little bit different. You're like saying that this match can prove that he can go 30, 45 minutes. It did! (laughs) Yeah, he went an hour and 35 minutes. It was fucking awesome. Was it that long? 
<laughs> oh God, that went right over your head. We're done. <laughs> Let's just keep this moving. Let's keep this moving. So this is probably in this asset and what I want to take the most time with, which is the Cody and the Dusty, <laughs> Dusty, R.I.P. Dusty, the Cody and Dustin Rhodes match. This was a masterpiece. An absolute masterpiece. You, I don't want to say it's like peak classic wrestling, but at least in a modern era, there haven't hasn't been many matches that had the kind of storytelling and just overmatic or overall dramatic effect. I, I'm sorry, I keep stumbling on my words because I'm just so blown away with how great this match was. Man. You can always tell when something's really getting over too by the people's faces in the crowd, and people were scared. Well, and that's what I'm saying is. You know, when people get upset, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. People get so fucking pissed at Jim Cornette because he says, like, or his views on wrestling and stuff like this. This is what he's been talking about, though. And it's funny because he's he's constantly shitting on AEW. Uh, that's what everyone talks about when they talk about Jim Cornette. It's him shitting on AEW. But AEW did exactly what he talks about being the epitome of wrestling is when you have people that fucking invested. Did you see that one guy who was constantly getting up after Dust or Dustin fucking hitting the crossroads and not winning? He was getting up like he was going to go fucking stab Cody in the face. Yeah. Like, you don't get that in wrestling anymore. And it was so cool to get it for once. But I don't know if those people are still watching AEW. I've just got to be honest. Can you think of any other times where people have been this invested? Like, I can think of one. And it's that John Cena match against RVD we watched. That, pretty much everything we've seen from WCW. Remember the one where we where we were watching a few fucking weeks ago where Doom, not Ron Simmons, but uh, fuck, what's his name? Butch. Butch Reed, yeah. When Butch Reed was uh, going to kill that white dude in the crowd, remember? Yeah. Yeah, we... It's different to go into the crowd and get heat, though, than have the crowd it wasn't literally he, ready it wasn't to fucking he, hate you. It wasn't he went in the crowd and got heat. He was coming on the side of the ring... And that guy started talking shit to him. Wild. Imagine talking shit to Butch Reed. Well, that, and that's what I'm saying. Is so wrestling back in the day is you would have people who were trying to jump the guardrail and fucking stab people to or stab the heel to protect the babyface and stuff like that. Like I was re- listening to that Roddy Piper documentary the other day, and he just had to stay inside for months at a time because he was afraid that people would try to like fight him well, if he left. You know, what I mean? you would like, have like. The heels would have their bags packed in a car, ready to go, and they would have like the police walk them through the tunnel and everything like that, get them a car and get them the fuck out. Whenever a big angle went over and stuff like that, or there's this—I remember the steel cage match where they had to keep them in the cage for 45 minutes after the match so they can get the entire fucking crowd out so they didn't kill them. You know what I mean? And it used to be a thing where you even had your heels in one side of the locker room and you had your faces in the other side of in the lo- of the locker room because you know. They would separate it so that you didn't, didn't break that illusion. And back when kayfabe was live or die, and I'm sorry I've broken it on this podcast. Oh, you fuck, dude. But when kayfabe live or die, podcast, people were passionate man. about that shit. But the reason why you were able to still garner that genuine reaction is because they're brothers. And they put their lives on the line and wrestled a just excellent traditional wrestling match. You know what I think is interesting about this is like Cody Rhodes has this thing now where people consider him to be the most bleeding person in the wrestling industry. He bleeds in every match. And, and he didn't bleed in this. But Dustin, Dustin did. <laughs> he pulled a, a fucking Ric Flair. What pissed me off about this match is I miss when Cody had to try that hard. Because at the point he's at now, he's kind of flexing, you know, that he's an EVP. 
but back then he was really trying to put AEW on the map. And I mean, he still is. I'm not saying that Cody Rhodes isn't still an outrageous. I still performer. find him very entertaining. I just you could tell there's a little bit of extra spark in him. Might be just because it's his brother though too. You know what I mean? Well, a lot of the early early stuff. Like, even up until last year with, like, the dog collar match with Brody Lee. Like, that was a great fucking match. Violent City, though. Yeah, but that's the kind of violence I like. Yeah, it's stage violence. It's not as, it's not as, I guess, maybe that's the reason people like that deathmatch shit so much is because it's not staged violence. Uh, I get get what you're saying because I'm with you on your side of it. I don't want to see people get hurt. In real life, you know what I mean, like, but so it's like a dog collar match isn't realistic. A light tube match is even. Is it less a light tube realistic. match, or is it just he just puts light tubes everywhere every match? Well, so, are they all light tube I matches? I don't even know how it is. Like, there's a, a fucking event coming up in like a week or two, like that. Which let me put it out there. I'm so happy that people have that avenue to watch the kind of shit. It's, like I said, it's just not fucking for me. Don't kink shame them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so there's a GCW event coming. And I saw someone literally take a picture of like just two boxes of light tubes or like fluorescent lights. And I'm like, what? Like, first and foremost, those things are expensive. Not if you need them. What do you mean? Not if you ever heard the sound they make when they break. There's nothing else that makes that sound. But they're expensive. Are they? Yeah. Like, for the quantities that they're going through. They gotta at least spend a hundred, two hundred bucks on light tubes alone. That's fair. And so, <laughs> dude, at least like, where do you think they get their light tubes? Is it a Lowe's thing? These buy out Lowe's? Yeah, well, so here's my thing. Getting back to the realism or realism standpoint, like with a dog collar match, I can. They are in a profession, you know what I mean? And like, they it's a grudge match, you know. Winner takes all. That you don't want them to get away from each other. It makes sense to like chain them to each other. To fight each other. It doesn't make sense for someone to go drop $200 on light tubes just to break them on someone. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. So tell me what you liked and what you didn't like about this match. The Cody? Yeah. <laughs> you're just moving on. You don't want to sit on this. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Nick Gage anymore. We spent our lives talking about Nick Gage the last week. It seems that way, doesn't it? I don't know. I just I get really impassioned about it because I don't want people to take me the wrong way. They already did. Yeah, they're probably fucking. Everybody's blocking us now. Nick Gage will be next. (laughs) Once again, I don't know if that. (sighs) Damn. Yeah. I'm surprised the Ryback hasn't blocked us yet. (laughs) The Ryback, that fucking Daniel Bryan (laughs) video showed me. Oh, God. But, I mean, I enjoyed this match. Like I said, it was a great fucking wrestling match. It was two dudes that really wanted this. And all. It got you hyped up when you saw all those false finishes towards the end. You're like. Who's going to win, even though you knew who was going to win? I was amazed that Dustin was able to do all those moves with so much blood in his eyes. Oh, my God. Like, he could not see a thing. Like, I'm just amazed that he could basically do everything by feel. Well, you know how we were just saying, like, the Christian Cage, like, if people aren't familiar with his impact work, they don't know? Same with Dustin. WWE did not give you the most of him. You got to see the Dustin that you saw in old WCW, you know what I mean? I get what you're saying, and I think that OG Boot Dustin is probably my favorite Dustin. I call him OG Boot Dustin. (laughs) Okay. Because he used to wear them big-ass fucking dusty boots (laughs) all the time back in the day. But I love Gold Dust, and I don't think I would like him near as much without Gold Dust. 
I mean, I can get that for, for you. And obviously, his character at this point is like a hybrid of both Goldust and, you know, the original Dustin or Dusty, ah, Dustin Rhodes gimmick. However, it, it all works, baby. You know what I mean? He's like, good at everything. There's not a period of Dustin that I don't like. Even the ones that he doesn't like, I like. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> you do love Seven, don't you? Yeah, well, Seven and everything else, but I'm not going to go into it. I'm just going to leave it at that. All Everybody right. knows what I'm talking about. I can dance around it, and people get what I'm saying. All right, well, I think the uh, one last thing I'll put on this is I think JR was a great shout on commentary because obviously he's known both of them for so fucking long. So I think he was... He was great in this. Yeah, he was able to add an extra depth to it. And yeah, this is just a perfect wrestling match. He might be going down the other side of the hill at this point. Yeah, let's not let's not bring up that though. I feel bad. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I'm worried I'll leave, about. I'll it. leave Jr. alone. So let's talk about the Young Bucks very briefly because here's the thing: if you've seen one Young Bucks match, you've seen them all. No, you haven't. Damn it, Will. God damn it, you hate everybody. No, here's my thing. I, there's when do you finally get to the point where you have seen every Young Bucks m- match? Because at this point, they're constantly just trying to do ridiculous moves. You get 132 Melter drivers, and you get 132 super kicks. There was only one Melter driver in this that landed, but they kept on trying to do them. Oh, fair! It's their finisher, but I don't know. Like there was a bunch of good spots in this too. They have a spot fest every time, and I get that, that you're not really into this high-flying style, so I think that they miss for you because you hate that style of wrestling. Well, so on the other side of that coin, I'm currently in love with the Young Bucks because of their hero run, the whole like new bio and all of this yeah. shit. Like, what they're doing right now is perfect because at the end of the day, they're not the most likable in general. Do you think that... the Okay, so obviously you like the evolution, but do you think... Everybody has to start somewhere. It, they remind me a lot of the evolution of Bailey. You don't even you know when. But this isn't where they started, like whatsoever. I remember them on SmackDown. No, you don't. Matt Matthew. What? Matt Jacks on SmackDown. You don't know about Matt Jackson? I think they jobbed once. Yeah, I watched it, bro. Yeah, but woo. Dude. Number one fan. Here's the thing. You try to catch me in a lie, but you never will because I'll never admit to not watching it. Well, yeah, because I don't think you watched it. And I also Matt Jackson, be- SmackDown. Woo! <laughs> Generation Me? I didn't watch that. But I did watch SmackDown. He fought Chuck Palumbo. So what's even funnier is you should know what Generation Me is because you're a giant impact mark. Nah, bro. I wasn't a giant impact mark until Jordan Grace brought me in. Okay, so just... And A.C. Ramiro. Shout out to him. <laughs> I love a big boy in a uniform. Well, you got your big boy in a uniform. So uh, it occurred to us that we're dealing with some more computer stuff. So we're going to keep this fucking moving because we are so close. We've almost been here for an hour anyway. So I don't want to sit here and move right past Penta Zero like he's not the shit. Uh, go, go, go. Here's the thing. We, we are playing around with Phoenix and Penta Zero like they're not the boss tits of this shit. They made Matt and Nick look so good. Nick and Matt did their things. I just switched it from Matt and Nick to Nick and Matt back and forth. Who's back Penta and forth. Zero? He's the man. You mean Pentagon? It's Penta Zero, isn't he? Is that the same guy? No, it's Pentagon Jr. They're not the same guy. I don't think so. Penta Zero wrong. and Penta whatever you just said aren't the same guy? They have two guys named Penta in AEW. 
I may not be able to answer that question, though, but I do have some fun facts about these titles because they're fighting for the AAA tag team titles. So the Lucha Brothers won the tag team titles and lost them to the Young Bucks on the same night, right? And then, uh, like, a couple months after this, the Lucha Brothers ended up finally taking the titles back from the Young Bucks and still hold them to this day. They are the longest reigning AAA tag team champions, and they're over 700 days on their reign. You have enjoyed their run, right? What do you mean? They have gotten dramatically better due to writing, correct? Well, they're, what they're doing now is good, but it's I insane. mean, they're not really doing their singles for the most part. Who cares about singles? Can we talk about tag team work? Are they are are they ready to be talked about as being some of the best we've ever seen? No. Why not, bro? Why but, not? Because to me, I think of especially in nowadays wrestling, we're looking at viral moments, and they're the best at that by far. What do you mean? They're the best at getting people to watch them. Who are you talking about? I'm talking about Matt and Nick. That's not who I was talking about. You just said that Matt and Nick won them back. The tag team titles, and they're the longest reigning tag team champions. No. I'm talking about the Lucha Brothers. Aren't they the tag team champions right now? Matt and Nick? Matt and Nick were the tag team champions in this match, and then they won the match. Yeah. But then I said, you weren't listening to me, were you? I was listening a little bit. I was thinking about Matt and Nick and Matt on SmackDown. God damn it, Taylor. No. So the Lucha Brothers are currently the, still the AAA Tag Team Champions. Matt the Nick... Young Bucks are the AEW Tag Team Champions. Oh, but pish posh. Pish posh. Hey, man. I... They should be that. They should just collect belts, too. They should get all the Tag Team Championship belts because they're the best. Do you really think so? Yeah, let me super kick you a bunch of times to see how you like him. I'm sure their enemies hate him. But... As far as your, I would say FTR is better than the Young Bucks. Fuck no! Are you kidding me? No. Bullshit! This motherfucker is talking out of his neck. Talking about your neck. I'm just being honest. That ain't know. honest. I'm keeping it 50 times too with you. Listen, man, it's okay to be wrong. How am I wrong? Because the Young Bucks are the best. Why? Because they super kick everyone? Yeah, it's dope. That's what you want tag teams to do is super kick everybody. Have in innovative styles. It's not really innovative. It's kind of innovative. Every week, you ever heard you ever heard someone, uh, every week after the show goes off, you hear someone talk about the Young Bucks. You ever hear someone say, you know, FTR really held it down tonight. No! They only talk about the Young Bucks. You know why? Because they're popping. They're like a fucking uh, all-time low song. They're popping champagne. Until you can tell me about Generation Me, I'm not going to have... Hey, man, I remember when he was on SmackDown. <laughs> he bought Chuck Palumbo. <laughs> I'm so proud of you because you accidentally stumbled across the Young Bucks and a jobber. No, it was just Matt. Even better. <laughs> so happy that you stumbled across that. So instead of speaking about the Lucha Brothers in general, even though you weren't had your impassioned speech about them, Instead, you spent your time continually talking about the one time Matt jobbed on SmackDown. <laughs> so I'm going to take this opportunity to move on to the main event, which is a rehashing of the Alpha Omega situation from New Japan. So do you remember any of that before going into this match? I've watched it recently. I didn't know about it when it was happening. I didn't really watch wrestling like that then. What do you mean you watched it recently? I've been kind of doing a little back alley research on Kenny Omega because I need to see more of his Japan shit to get a feel for how good he is. So tell me what you've learned then, and then we can go into this match. He's got a big old cock. 
Wait, what? Not not literally a big old cock, but I mean like a a charismatic a charismatic cock. Okay, so still, the words you're saying really aren't getting over the message you're meaning. No, did you tell him what I mean? You get it. I don't. So here's the thing, you know when Kenny Omega walks in the room. Okay, that I it's a little less sexual. Listen, man, you swinging dicks, bro. I don't think you did any research at all, yet you're sitting here trying to make it sound as if you have. Man, I And I hope it. you know the only person you're convincing right now is yourself. Well, everybody believes me except for you. I've seen the thong. What? He wears the thong. You've seen the thong. All right. <laughs> I guess we're just going to act like that era of Kenny Omega didn't happen. Okay. If you don't remember, like some people... Who's, uh, I've I, done a lot of research, and I've seen Kenny Omega's butt cheeks more than any other wrestler. Okay. Uh, I mean, I didn't see his butt cheeks on this card, but I saw for Cody Rhodes. Oh, yeah, dude, I forgot. How did we miss the ass cheek angle? That's such our lane. <laughs> and we lane. blew it. Our lane, bro. You're in this with me, bro. If, we're, if I'm in the boat with you and Matt Riddle, you're in the boat with me and Cody Rhodes' ass cheeks. Hey, man, you're the one who got us blocked by Matt Riddle. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably did. I've been talking too highly of him. He don't like that. <laughs> I was, I'll be honest. I don't really like a bare-ass spanking. You talk shit about Matt Riddle, too. I did not, bro. I've said nothing but nice things about the bro. For like two weeks. You're right. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Listen, you motherfucker. You want to block us? I'll pull your hair. You know what? I'll block you. <laughs> You're blocked from us. I followed him today, so I hope he blocks me. Maybe I should start just giving you the ability to tell me what you want. You me should to just like him. start tweeting and be like, "Hey, Matt Riddle, have you checked out the latest Jaded Razzle <laughs> podcast where I talk highly about I you?" I probably will do that every week now. I'm gonna start tagging him. <laughs> See every... how long it takes you to get blocked. <laughs> I'm so glad that the person who runs his social media blocked us because at the end it's of the... him. Are you sure? You don't think that wrestlers run their own social media accounts? Without WWE is these days? Who's to say? And they're all running their TikToks. Who's to say? Who's to say? I'd be seeing a hell of a Well, I mean, considering they basically fired half of the WWE today, they probably are. Did they sport. fire half of them? They hi- they fired a lot of back or back of scenes people, so. Uh, Save some money, I guess. <laughs> you know, I mean. Shout out to you, Adnan. Poor guy. You motherfuckers are fucking up, bro. Tell him about the it. WWE con, you know, he had to buy his own house, so he bought a mansion out in Cali. Bro, how much do you think he got paid for doing five episodes? What? How much do you think they paid him for doing five episodes? The gar- the bare minimum of his guaranteed contract? Like a million bucks? I don't know. You think it's a million? I don't have any. I just want you to guess. I know you don't have an idea, but just estimate. I can't even begin to think what it would be like. All right, I'll look it up after the podcast. Fine. You couldn't even just say, yeah, it's a million. Then I would have been like, okay, cool. Then we would have moved on. Do you think a million is reasonable to give a person to talk? Yeah, commentators? For five episodes? They probably didn't expect it to be five episodes. And then the IWC took a crap over his open face. So, who knows, man? I don't know. Probably. They gave him at least $5 I can... Guarantee that. Oh, I bet he made some good money, bro. He's a high-profile announcer. He made at least $5, like I said. I can verify. Well, I can make $5 by sticking a needle in my arm and going to the blood bank. You're going to do that anyway. I actually haven't been in months. All right, but we seem to really be pushing this because my computer keeps fucking cutting us off. It does not want us to tell you about the news of the day, and that is that Chris Jericho is a whole-ass unit. In this. But he... 
Okay, so Chris Jericho is not performing right now like he was in this match. Dude, you were going to get blocked by Jericho. Do you want that? No. You have been on fire just lighting Chris Jericho up like fucking Randy Orton lit the fiend up for like fucking weeks. What do you mean? I have not been lighting Yes, you have. We've spent like three or four podcasts in a row where he makes an appearance and you're like, oh, look, Chris Jericho used to really like him. Bum. What do you mean? Do you... Can I not be honest about the fact that he is not the same performer he is I enjoy right now? It. I enjoy what he's doing in AEW right now. Am I, I the only one? Am I in the minority here? I don't hate I don't like the faith stuff that the, uh, that they're doing right is, now. Is it faith stuff? There's Yeah, there's the inner circle supposed to be the face group right now. Okay, that's fair. And then the pinnacle is the heel group. Yeah, I get it. I don't know. And I, for the record, fuck face, Chris Jericho has not blocked us. Yeah, I, I enjoy I enjoy what he's doing right now. I know that maybe you might not, but I'm a fan of it. I know that this right here was even J, even Jr. said it. He's turning back the hands of time. So this is what got my attention on AEW, just like a lot of people, because I was following the Alpha Omega stuff from New Japan. So you know, like because I had heard rumbles for years about Kenny Omega. So when you know Chris Jericho was like, "Fuck WWE, I'm gonna go challenge this boy." And it made the headlines, you know, I was paying attention. And so to get to watch this match, it was amazing. But it always, like, people forget about it simply because of what happened at the end. You had a good match, but Omega doesn't look like the wrestler he had been built in in New Japan. And that the wrestler he is now. He was built, for the first, like, year of AEW, he was not built correctly. But, you know, it's to credit that they were like, hey, we don't want to make this about us. We want to make it about everyone else because we can't build a company without, you know, building a foundation. Can we say that they've booked successfully on everybody except for Cody? What do you mean? Everybody that in this pay-per-view has had a good move forward. Kenny's improved. The Young Bucks have improved. Jericho, maybe not. I don't have a problem with Cody. Now, I don't think that he is. I think he has the weakest match out of everyone you're talking about, though, going into double or nothing this weekend. I think that the last few weeks he has been. What, who is he fighting? What's that guy named? QT? QT? Yeah, QT Marshall. Yeah. And I think that's it's just it's cool, but it's kind of like I want him to have somebody with a little bit more star power, in my opinion. Well, he's wrestling Anthony Agogo at double or nothing. It's how low on the card is it, though? I think it's like probably going to be the first match or something like that he deserves better yes and no so you you have yourself in a tight position because one of the first fucking cards you had cody rhodes challenge for the AEW title and with the stipulation if he loses he can never challenge for that title again i don't need him to be a title runner i just want him to be i guess that's kind of what he's doing uh, that's fair he's doing if you're gonna say what i think you're gonna say he's he's doing exactly that i wouldn't mind seeing him versus like miro or something though you know what i mean i want miro to win but why do we want him back in the tnt title picture again because it's good for him he's good is it good for him though, or does it completely? You just—you're probably right. You're you probably just got right. done saying so, I don't need him with the title, but let's put him back in the title picture. But that's not the title, is it? The TNT title. You count that as the title? Because I'm not. Yeah, it's the other title. All and right. So it's the when you look at SmackDown, there's Roman Reigns with the title, and then there's an Intercontinental title. Is that what it's called now? The Intercontinental title. Is that right? Okay, I wanted to make sure I called it the right thing. Well. 
Is it, is it when you look at the I'm trying to think which one's on SmackDown if it's the United States. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean. The thing is, like, that's a less important title that they play around with. It's the same thing with a TV title or whatever it is. I don't agree with you. I think those titles are just as important in the respect that the main championship, like the heavyweight championship, for example, or your universal or what have you, that is your most prestigious title. However, that secondary title, your TV titles, like the TNT championship, are the stars of tomorrow. But they also are people that are producing good matches. I don't want it to come out and sound like I'm shitting on that title because Darby Allen has had a run. Well, it's usually the workhorse title, and that's what, like, like for example, Bret Hart always tried to make the Intercontinental title a workhorse title. But that's or why Sam- I kind of like I like the idea of Cody Rhodes being around because he is a workhorse. Well, then, And we just were complaining earlier about how he's doing things now. But here's the difference. Like, you could put Cody Rhodes in a, you know, AEW World Champ- or Heavyweight Championship, like, like, main title match tomorrow, and it would go over no questions asked. And he's going to have to lose, though. That's the thing. He's going to lose everything. A lot of people lingering around the TNT scene, you couldn't do that necessarily. Not to say they couldn't be tomorrow, because, like, there's people who firmly believe that um, Darby Allen's going to, you know, be an AEW champion. And that's fine and dandy. I just don't think... They have had some real success, though, in pushing everybody and answering every call that people have. Like, the call was, what's, what are we doing with Miro? Look at him now. What are we doing with Sean Spears? Look at him now. You know I, what I mean? I like, think, so, Sean Spears is the weakest part of the pinnacle, in my opinion. He, But at least he's getting some TV time, instead of them just sitting him in the corner. But he's a sore thumb. Is he? Because I think he looks cool in there. I, I think... Everything that he's done has been corny. And uh, I don't. I don't know. I'm not on that. I'm you're just sure. surrounded by a bunch of great people. Maybe like that is FTR what it is. and yeah. MJF, and then you have him like just barely getting by. And it's like, I need you to be better because everyone else is so much better than you. Yeah. And you know what I mean. You have because you have FTR. I you mean, in this, Blanchard. in this, he looked really good in that battle royal. What do you mean? He had a really couple cool, really, really spots in this. Yeah, I felt but like. so you got to understand, he's coming out of just being released from WWE at this point. He was Ty Dillinger, you know, the perfect yeah. 10. He had a little bit of heat because he was one of those talents that people thought got wasted. Now in AEW, there's you kind of see like he's not been doing something big because every time he gets any attention, I mean, you have him slapping fake waiters on tables, you know what I mean? Because they didn't refill his wine glass. So it's like you gotta bite your tongue. Who else was? Who else is in the pinnacle that I'm forgetting that was a part of that promo that made it work real well? Because you have FTR, you have Sean Spears. It was Wardlow. Yeah, Wardlow's. He's cool. Out. Oh, I love Wardlow. I'm on board for Wardlow. He's a better Sean Spears. But let's get back to this match real quick. Yeah, Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, Alpha versus Omega. Great match, but it really gets foreshadowed by the John Moxley debut because just like how. Ty Dillinger got a little bit of exposure because he's fresh out of WWE. So is John Moxley. He's the shit. And there was already rumors going on. I remember seeing like a teaser on Twitter before it even happened that you know Mox is released. And when he debuted, the whole you know going back to John Moxley as his gimmick and everything, like the the rumor mills were going crazy already. And for him to actually show up, that was the biggest fucking pop of that entire card. No questions asked. And it wasn't like. It was tremendously more noticeable than any other pop. Does that make sense? I have a, a couple more questions before we get to John. Hit me. So Kenny is leaning into a heel gimmick as well. 
correct? Was he doing that back then? Uh, no, I think I think Chris Jericho was a heel in this situation. Because what I'm seeing now is all day Kenny heel. What do you mean? He's leaning into this. Let let me hit, let you hate me. You know what I mean? Ooh, him right now? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's definitely a heel. There's so, like no question about yeah, it. Yeah, let me let me let you hate me is what I call it. No, it's not a let me let you hate me. No, he's making people hate him. That's the point. That's what he does, and it's the same thing with the Bucks. Let me let you hate, let me let you hate me. No, they're purposely making. That, but that's the point. Is let let me act like an asshole, so you have to hate me, no matter how much people like me and how much people talk about me. There's no way around it. That, yeah, that's how to be a successful heel. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I mean, this. See, you're making me look dumb. I, I, I know what you mean. Let's just move on. No, because I'm confused. Like, th- that's what. But the... neither one of those guys were that then. So what I mean is, it's an evolution into what they are now. Well, no, because like they had been at points, like you know what I mean. Like, see, you're not familiar with Kenny. That's what I was trying to figure out. That's why I asked. Yeah. So yeah, no, Kenny had been. He fought back and forth, but he was super over as a face right now because everyone is super excited that their favorite New Japan boys were coming over and starting a revolutionary wrestling company to compete with the big bad WWE. And I mean, people still feel that way because. Uh, AEW is more reminiscent to an older WCW because a lot of people involved in it liked old WCW, you know what I mean? And they're trying to book more akin to that because they understand that there's an entire community of wrestling fans that, like, strive, not strive, but, like, long for a wrestling product like that. Does that make sense? Do you long for the days of a Lionheart? Like Chris Jericho? Yeah, well, and so you got a little, like, shades of, like, the still the Chris Jericho, but, like, the problem, like, not the problem, but what I think bothers me more than anything is just, like, you see just him flickering out. Like, like I said, you're not... old. (laughs) Yeah, but it's... (laughs) There, I would not say anything bad about him if he decided to retire. The Judas effect is also a really shitty finisher. And it is, dude. And... I think that was the worst part, and that's why this match gets foreshadowed by the Mox or, you know, debut because the finish was so forced, and I feel so bad for Kenny Omega for just like sitting down for that. It like it came out of nowhere, and like that's supposed to be the thing. And commentary tried so fucking hard to sell it, but it came out of nowhere and not in like a cool way. Like it was like an unnatural, super forced out of nowhere way. Yeah. You're like, oh, like... He just broke out of, like, three crazy moves, like a crazy code breaker. Like, a, a nuts, nuts code breaker that didn't look like it could have happened. It was one of those, like, off-the-fly code yeah, breakers. the one where he was, like, flying yeah. off the turnbuckle. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's exactly. like It's just weird, like, that he gets copped with an elbow and falls down and it's over. You know what I mean? After popping out of the Lionheart and a code breaker. Well, and I remember... Or a Lion song. There was, like, like a promotional video when they were getting ready for the event. And Chris Jericho's like, yeah, I got my new finisher move. And so, like, you don't really see him do the uh, code breaker at all anymore because he relies on the Judas effect. But, like, he had to use the code breaker to give that little familiarity, you know what I mean, and make sure people knew it was a Chris Jericho The thing I don't see him do is the Lion Song anymore. He That never happens. He did one in this match. He did in this match. Yeah. Barely ever. I bet that hurts. Well, yeah, no, With an old man body. (laughs) Well, I mean, he hasn't really done the Lion Salt like regularly for a while. Is it the Lion Salt or the Lion Song? Have I been calling it the wrong thing for lion years? Salt. Of course, of course, it is. 
Fuck you, Chris Jericho. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, this this was a good match. I just like I said, I you see the last days of Chris Jericho wrestling this any kind of style like he used to. Does that make sense? I I'm not mad that he's still wrestling, like, but at the same time, I wouldn't lose respect for him if he retired right now. I'm still very much in love with this mic work. I know that you haven't been a fan the last couple of weeks, but I'm enjoying it. It's just I'm not... enjoying where we're going. I'm I've along f- for the ride. So I feel like sometimes now he's he's trying too hard and it's showing because he's always tried really hard. And like, how do I, I say this? Like he is going out of his way to try to get everyone in the inner circle over and he's having a hard time. I think that's what I'm really trying to say. You know what I mean? So it's easy for him to try hard for himself and seem genuine and natural. But when you're trying to get a group of people that aren't necessarily going to get over, because I, I mean, I don't think Jake Hager is really going to ever get over. You know what I mean? People. I mean, he was over at one point. He was ish. He never. You liked him. I liked him, but I thought I liked Dutch Mantel. Is that the reason? Yeah. He wasn't swagger at all. I. He was. He had the kind of move set that I enjoyed. You know, like a lot of suplexes and like spine buster, all of your like your big beefy boy moves. And then he had Dutch Mantel or Zeb Coulter. You know what I mean? It is. It Michael is a, a who's who of people that you don't really fuck with, aside from uh, the the boys that are the tag team boys that are with him. Oh, I do. I do enjoy them. And uh, also Sammy Guevara. Oh yeah. So I mean, you know what I mean? Like obviously we have a few skewed view of Jack Swagger. Well, and like I, I said, do at least. I don't know about you. But I, I do. It's that whole whole gimmick did not age well. It didn't age well at all, and it almost makes me look unfondly on him now. <laughs> it's, it's so so it's very hard for him to get over because when I see him, I see Dutch Manzel. I'm also I just called him Dutch Manzel, by the way. I <laughs> <laughs> barely is Johnny's uncle. <laughs> well, I think that I'm going to wrap it up on That's that. Fine. So, what are you going to give this? Okay, I gave a uh, World War Three last week a three. I'm gonna give this a three as well. Um, I thought it was okay, a three point two because of Cody. I'm gonna give it a three point two. It was cool. Um, definite things that could have been better. Uh, there were a lot of lay around gimmick shit that pisses me off when people do it, but there I know that it's a way to sell things easier. Um, I a three point two. I'm going to go with a 3.5 because when this actually happened, you were having people give it like, like it's people were doing a live review. Like we're doing it, but not two years later, people will be giving it fours and fives. You know what I mean? They're crazy. It's retained. Well, no, at the time it would make sense because you didn't have, we, we weren't as lucky as we are now. Taylor wrestling. You had WWE. You just had to watch WWE, maybe impact or, Go out of your way to watch all the indie stuff. It wasn't like, hey, you got something that competed with WWE right there every week. Time out. Before we get off here, I just have to do this. I've been looking at Matt Jackson trying to figure out interesting factoids about him. <laughs> you know what his first theme song was? Hit me. Mbop by Hanson. <laughs> I can just imagine him coming out. Mbop, ba doo ba ba boo bop. Perfect for him. You should do that as a theme song now. 
He's a tag team wrestler. So his brother would love that song too. I'm sure they vibe to it. They're good Christian boys. But I yeah, I would definitely give it a uh, three point five because I still think it's it's held up. Fire. But a good good pay per view. Uh next time, give me some uh, veritable DVDs that I can actually get through. <laughs> Sounds good. Do you want to hit him with the Twitter handle? Yeah, I have Taylor Hassler one, uh God Fieri is his. We have uh our personal uh uh Twitter for the podcast at Jaded Wrestling. Uh Kevin is Jobin Rogue, his podcast is Year of Pod. He's also got a Tots pod coming out soon with a Redbeard Pirate One. That's Al, our artist, and also a family member in this ship we call life. Shipped. We're just here for our nine hours a day. Yeah, we're just doing our thing. I was saying ship like we're all captains in the Navy. All right. Just the Navy? I don't know. Been watching a lot of One Piece. I should probably take it over from yeah, here. Yeah, it's not going well. Weekly by weekly content. Taylor's taking a break at some point. I don't remember the date, but uh, keep an eye out for that because when he does take a break, you will be getting the debut episode of Tots Pod in our slot for that week, and then it'll be going back to back weeks with the Jaded Family discussions. Uh, we now have merchandise for you. Please fucking buy some on none other than Pro Wrestling Tees, home of the Pro Wrestling Great. And all the wonderful wrestling merch that's non-WWE related. So yeah, definitely go ahead and buy some merch. That'd be awesome. Also, leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform. Preferably Apple Music or Spotify. If you can even leave a review on Spotify. But yeah, just tell people about us and tell them that we don't suck. And I really ain't got nothing else for you, Taylor. How about you? No, I don't. Um, shout out to John Moxley. It's a good debut. John Moxley, shout out to John Moxley, and shout, shout out, out to AEW. Shout out to Chris Jericho. I know that Will doesn't like you, but I do. <laughs> I do like Chris Jericho, you <laughs> asshole. I'm really excited to talk about Double or Nothing the next time we talk to you guys. So until then, enjoy your weekend full of wrestling, and maybe you grill something on Memorial Day and listen to the Common Man Boogie for good old Dusty Rhodes, baby. Peace. He's just a common man.